Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to another episode of The Castle Chat. Hey friends, and welcome to our 11-part series on Epcot's World Showcase. Each week we will dive into the history, details, and fun facts of a World Showcase pavilion. Join us this week as we continue into Italy. Want to experience more magic with us outside of this episode? Be sure to follow us on all socials at The Castle Chat. If you love what you hear, please leave us a rating or review on Apple or Spotify so we can continue to build this community. Are you ready to jump into the episode? Let's chat about it. Round five. Ciao. Ciao. We got to go through our country roundup here for our global greeting, as I'm going to call Ooh, it. Ooh, our global greeting. Okay, ready? We're going to go back and forth. Okay. You, Hola. Um, okay. Hello. Ni hao. Hello. <laughs> Ciao. There we go. We made we it through it. our first it's five It's going to get pavilions. so tough by the time we get to number 11. Like by the time we get to Canada, are you kidding me? I'm gonna be like, but how do we do all eleven? Well, you know, we know one. Of them. Half of them are hello, hello, <laughs> hello, and hello. So I think we're okay. I think we're gonna make it through. I am pumped though that we are in the Italy Pavilion because this is one of my like top two pavilions in World Showcase. This is a popular one. She's grand. She's beautiful. There is a good amount to cover, and I think that this is one of those pavilions where a lot of the landmarks that we can see and experience are definitely recognizable places that um, when it comes to representing Italy, there's so many different regions of Italy that Disney could have thrown into this area, but we've got some specific ones to look at, so... I think per usual we dive right in. I think we should. And this pavilion is specifically inspired by the city of Venice, Italy. And you can see a lot of Venice in this area. Uh, one of my favorite sections of this pavilion is actually technically not in the pavilion. It's on the other side of it. It's where you have the little gondola boats and the bridge. And it's a great little spot to sit, eat some festival food, enjoy the fireworks. It is a very popular fireworks location because people like to be on the bridge. And I love the little gondola boats. It's just, it just makes the pavilion. It makes sense because Venice is surrounded by water and there's a lot going on in uh, that area of the world. Yeah, I think that this that particular spot that you're talking about when you are walking through um, from Germany into Italy the place that Courtney's talking about with the Venetian bridges and the gondola boats is going to be on the right side at the World Showcase Lagoon and I think a lot of people veer to the left because that's where all the action is and you miss the fact that Disney's thrown in details like having gondolas in the lagoon. 
Um, wasn't it recently that we had a news story that somebody got in, tried to get into the gondola or into the water and got banned from Epcot? People always be doing this crazy stuff. I mean, you gotta be careful when you're drinking around the world. You don't want to get banned from Disney forever. Can you imagine getting a lifetime ban from Disney? I would just, I would cry so hard. I don't know what I would do. I, it would quite possibly be the end of me. I don't think either of us would even do anything remotely close to getting banned in Disney because of our respect for True. the parks. So we don't have to worry about that. But that is a really, um, going back to what I was saying, going back to a really cute area of the Epcot. Um, not the Epcot Pavilion. Gosh, I'm so sleepy. The Italy Pavilion. I need to wake up, girl. Wake up. It's time to talk about Italy. I how know. are you sleeping? I, how, how can I be sleepy and off task right now? off track i can't even speak i literally can't even speak i love this pavilion and um i love it mostly because of its food and we'll get into that later but your girl loves italian food loves it yeah um courtney if you um don't know her well italian food is her thing mexican food is mine like that that is you need to know something about us but i also love mexican food as well so yeah i feel like you're always down for pasta in italian though I, I am i will always pick a pasta restaurant and i will always pick tacos yeah. so anyways that being said let's talk more about italy i think we start where we always start which is going through some of the landmarks that you might find in this pavilion that are reminiscent or supposed to be actual replicas of things that you would find elsewhere. I think one of the most notable things in this pavilion is going to be um, the St. Theodore, um, the, the, what would you call it? Saint tower? The- tower, yeah. He's tower? like at the top top of the tower. You can see this in, in Italy. Yes, it is an like a Actual smaller landmark. version, yes. but a replica of um, a statue it's like the washington monument but Uh, sure i mean i was (laughs) i had one of those moments i was watching a haunting in venice um which is one of those whodunit movies so good and um i i noticed this building and i was like oh epcot (laughs) oh epcot there it is so um it's it's hilarious i'm such a disney adult it's too funny so this area is meant to represent saint mark square and Um, The columns here are replicas of things that you would find in St. Mark's Square, and St. Theodore is atop one of these columns. Um, The other is a winged lion, which is a mythical guardian of Venice. It's meant to be the um, symbol of St. Mark. A winged lion. I love that. Yeah. I don't know if there's like a specific name for a winged lion in mythical creature realm, but... Um, I think one of, maybe this falls into a fun fact, but one of the details that I love about this is that Disney went as far as to actually cover these things at the top of these columns with real gold leaf. I mean, that's dedication right there. And also that's expensive. Yeah. They were like, we want it to be as accurate as possible. And it's a detail that most people probably just walk right by and don't pay attention to. But they literally covered these things on top of the columns with gold leaf because they wanted them to be as close in replica as possible. Wow. I love the architecture in this area. One specific detail about uh, some of the architecture is that it's supposed to be a reproduction of the, I can't pronounce this, it's either Doges or Dogs or something palace in Venice. Um, And they wanted to like 
duplicate the type of marble that is used at this palace but obviously that's going to be impossible to find an exact duplicate so disney created their own type of marble but in this case it's actually not marble it's actually fiberglass um that has been painted and specifically treated to resemble that marble that you see in venice but it's fiberglass it's amazing what imagineers can do when they're trying to do some I mean Florida weather I'm sure Venice weather but Florida weather you got to create something that's going to withstand the test of time and extreme temperatures and hurricanes and all of that stuff but um, for them to try not just to like come up with a decent substitute but to make something that is a replica just in a new form I think is always speaking to um, the detail and work that Imagineers do to really bring these things to life especially when they're representing real life places and cultures and buildings Um, but yeah it's insane to me that um, it's the same way that Cinderella Castle is like the stone is fiberglass you would think that it's stone but no it's just fiberglass they come up with ways to create lifelike representation um, in a new way which is mind-blowing to me well I mean it just goes to show like how much time Disney takes to make something look so authentic when it's just an illusion or like I would have like no idea that it's not real stone at the castle or not real marble in the Italy pavilion so it's very incredible it's an artwork um and it's it just blows my mind honestly oh yeah I I mean right there with you girl um what are some of the other details we can talk about um, when it comes to the Italy Pavilion? What about vegetation, plants, trees? Vegetation. What a word. I love that. Um, there's a lot of blue, white, and pink flowers throughout this pavilion. You see a lot of hanging baskets. These add colors to the large buildings and the garden walls that you see. There are also um, some citrus trees, as uh, such as like little orange and lemon trees, which I just love that so much. My dad has an orange tree in his... No, that's a lie. Is it a lemon? Mm, wait, let me take this citrus. back. It's citrus <laughs> of sort in his yard, and he's so proud of it, and it just makes me think of him. My dad also loves his pavilion, so it's fun. Um, there's also lots of other different types of Mediterranean trees that dominate this landscape in the pavilion. And I just love that there are just flowers and it, I love the little boxes of flowers that you see in like the center of the pavilion. There's like usually for festival of not festival of the arts, um, for flower and garden, this whole middle plaza section is like a huge topiary, like gorgeous centerpiece. It's like a flower garden. I I think for Flower and Garden, this is the most decked out, gorgeous pavilion. They put so much effort into um, the botany and the, um, there is a word that, oh, the horticulture. Um, The way that Disney spends time all year round um, creating this look, I think, for the Italy Pavilion, specifically for Flower and Garden. I mean, it is worth going to Epcot just to see that for Flower and Garden, whether or not you stop at any of the booths. I love it so much. Um, This also, the area where you can find lots of gorgeous flowers for Flower and Garden is also like one of the biggest New Year's Eve parties I've ever seen as well. Like the plaza 
um, the little stage there in the middle becomes like this huge DJ platform with all this lighting. It's wild and crazy. And so there is always a lot happening and a lot of effort that goes into the Italy Pavilion specifically throughout all times of the year. I love hanging out in this pavilion. Like it's often not super crowded near the back. I feel like at least the times that I've been there, it's been like very mellow and you just hear the music piping through and the smells of all the Italian food. I could just sit there for hours. I mean, I don't sit there for hours, but I could. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a gorgeous place to just sit and take in the views. And there's, like Courtney said, I mean, it's pretty expansive. I think this is one of the bigger pavilions when you wander all the way to the back and then all the way to the front where um, those gondolas we were talking about are at the lagoon. I mean, it is, there's a lot of space to walk through and a lot to see. Oh my gosh, there's tons of space. I wonder, I would love to like compare the square footage of each pavilion and see which one truly is the largest, but this has got to be in the running for one of the largest. I yeah, I think so for sure. I mean, if you pull up a map of World Showcase and just compare it to a lot of the other pavilions, um, I think it would, in scale, even just on the map, look bigger. Um, but as far as details go, we talked about some of the lifelike landmarks, the vegetation, um, the buildings themselves are gorgeous and you do really feel like you are stepping into a piece of Venice but um, I think it's important that we also talk about um, what do you think we should go into shopping or food food I think we I'm should hungry go. let's yeah. talk about the good stuff let's do it yeah I totally agree I'm heading straight for the food let's talk about what's there Okay, so we do have some quick service and table service opportunities in this pavilion. I say let's kick it off with the quick service. So there is the Italian gelato kiosk where you can get various flavors of Italian gelato. If you are into gelato, this is definitely a great spot to grab a sweet treat. And then there also is the Tutto Gusto wine cellar. Um, which is kind of, I guess you have the wine cellar area over in Germany as well, but this is where you can get wines, beers, sandwiches, and small plates. So a good little like stop and go. Yes. So in addition to the gelato and the wine cellar, the wine cellar is actually connected to the table, one of the table service, um, restaurants, but there is also a pizza window in the back um, if you want a true slice of Italian pizza. We'll talk more about the sit-down version of where you can get pizza in Italy, but there is a small window all the way in the back um, where you can get an individual slice of this pizza as well. Um, And I think that obviously if you are in Italy, you want something quick to eat and it's not pasta, I mean, pizza is a great option. I love the pizza window. I think it's so cute. I love that they have this as an option, um, especially if you aren't one of those people that wants to spend time sitting down at a table service. Go up to the window, get yourself some pizza, finish it up with some gelato, and you're good to go. Yes. I. One of the um, things I will say as well, one of my favorite like hidden corners in World Showcase is right next to the pizza window. 
So if you get there in good timing and there's not people hanging out, it is literally the back left corner of the Italy pavilion. And there's just this little pocket of space with like concrete seating. Grab your slice, hang back there. And like, it really is one of those spots where when you're sitting back there with an authentic Italian slice of pizza, you are transported somewhere else. I love it. And while we're on the topic of pizza, I think we need to talk about the one and only Via Napoli, which is one of the table service opportunities in this pavilion. It is an Italian pizzeria that serves authentic pies made with imported flour and special water, as well as salads and sandwiches. That's the formal description of Via Napoli, a.k.a. I love this place. A.k.a. if you haven't eaten here... uh, secret meat. I've never eaten here. Other what? than the pizza. I've, I've eaten at the pizza window, but it's not the same. Um, I've heard so many good things. You have you have to go eat there. It's like, you know what I said in the previous episode? That I don't really do table service because I'm like, ah, I feel like I can find this similar food. This is one. This is the one of the ones on the list that I will make time for if I, if I want a table service. So the hard thing for my family, when I go on a family trip, my mom has pretty severe dairy issues, so no cheese. So Uh, any place that's like pizza is the main thing, she's always like, no, uh uh-uh. So well, maybe when it's just a you and Sam trip, yeah. you'll have to I give it a try, try because I know you love some pizza. Oh, I love some pizza. And like I said, I've only heard good things about Via Napoli. And I think that if you are unfamiliar with this fact and idea that they literally import flour and water from... I don't know about the um, flour, if it's specifically from Italy. The water is water that is taken from a spring that has the most close minerals to the same water that you would find in Italy that they would use to make pizzas in Italy. And so the ingredients that they are using, they are literally making such effort to make it as authentic to an Italian pizza as you could get in the U.S., Yeah, the fact that they, like, import this from the Northeast and they've, like, sat down and figured out the best, like, mineral, I guess, compound or content that best represents, like, Naples, Italy. I'm like, dang. Okay, I would have just gone to the tap and got me some water, but all (laughs) right, right, sure, why not? And that's just to make the crust. Yeah. No, it's, it's not mean, even to serve as water to drink. It's literally to bake the pizzas to make it as close to an Italian pizza as possible. And I'm just like, yes, praise the Lord. Give me more of that. Mm-hmm. Yes and amen. Yes and amen. Um, <laughs> so I think that that alone is a reason to travel to Via Napoli and World Showcase and try it out. Um, I do also know, at least at the pizza window, I'm sure they serve them inside. They have meatball subs and other options that aren't necessarily pizza, but pizza is their thing. Um, The other table service sit-down restaurant that you can find in the Italy Pavilion is Tutto Italia. This is the sit-down restaurant that I was saying is somewhat attached to the Tutto Gusto wine cellar. Um, I have eaten here very recently, and I was very impressed. Yeah? Was it your first time ever eating there? It was my first time eating there. Okay. I have not eaten at this one. And this is surprising to me because I love pasta. So 
you need to go to Viennapoli. I need to go to Tuto. And yes, that's the end of it. So I, I think part of my experience in eating here was that I got to sit at a table outside as well. And so, again, I really felt transported to another place. I was looking at the Italy pavilion kind of from the back corner from within the pavilion. So it seemed like I was getting to take in like the nightlife and people walking around and uh, people eating their gelato or sipping on wine. Um, And I feel like the outdoor seating was part of my pleasant experience. But the food itself um, was really, really good. What did you have? Um, The table got calamari, um, some form of an Italian salad. I forget what it's called. Um, Chicken parm and the nochi or noki. Ooh. Um, And so we kind of like all took little bites of each other's food. Um, And my sister also got the chicken alfredo, I believe, and said it was really good but everybody kind of got something a little bit different um my dad got the fish it was like the catch of the day or or some sort of i can't remember what type of fish it was he said it was incredible um like for disney food he was super impressed yeah i was about to say because like how incredible can disney food be i'm like now i'm like you're saying you're hyping this up and i feel like i need to make a reservation for my next trip yeah so um the chicken parm for me i love a good chicken parm it was very good um and all the other bites that we got were were really um delicious and um they have a whole list of italian wines as well because the restaurant is attached to that tutagusto wine cellar they pull a lot of wines from there as well um so if you want like a true italian wine um they have those that you can try as well as a dessert list we didn't get anything off the dessert list but um, it was it was very good. I would eat there again. I'm sure you could get a solid cannoli. Oh, that is certainly something if you're going to get an Italian dessert. Getting a cannoli from a place like Tutto Italia is worth, uh, worth a try. Well, I'm so glad your experience was good, and I can't wait to give it a try myself. So definitely I'm worth now, it. I'm now, like, so hungry. Yes, I know you love the all the Italy booths when we do like food and wine oh my and gosh. stuff like that. Oh so my gosh. I, oh. that's another food option there as well if you want something that's like a small bite. I always, without fail, will stop at the Italy booth at every festival I go to at Epcot. Like it, it's always a stop for me. Yeah, I don't know that we've mentioned that really in any of the episodes so far, but the festivals in Epcot are essentially year round now. There's like three-ish weeks throughout the year that you could go to Epcot and there would be no festival happening and most of these countries have booths for each of them and have special bites that are unique to that country and play off of flavors and foods for that country. Italy is one of those places you can get lots of different small bites throughout the year at the different festivals to get some Italian um, tastes without having like a full sit down meal. Um, yeah. Which is a great option. No, I love that. But here's my problem with Epcot is that every time I go and I visit Walt Disney World, because I don't go to Disney World that often, 
if there's a festival going on, I want to try the festival foods because they're only there during the festival. And so I end up missing out on some of the traditional quick service or table service restaurants in the pavilion because I'm so focused on the booths. It's hard to choose. So it's, it's, when I think about, I guess, all the restaurants in World Showcase, I really haven't tried that many because I'm so heavily focused on the booths as someone that doesn't visit Walt Disney World that often. Now, if I was a Florida local, I'd be able to like try more of those and feel like it's worth it. But I don't know. For you out-of-towner um, listeners, when you go to the parks, do you feel like you have to hit up the festival booths? Do you feel inclined to try the restaurant opportunities in the pavilion. I'm curious if that's like a similar feeling. I feel like it's it's definitely hard to pick and choose. I think that there is obviously personal preference that plays um, a little bit of a role in making that decision. So when I go on like a family trip, when it's my parents, me, my siblings, etc., my dad is a foodie and he as much as he would love to like stand in line and try a bunch of small bites, he every night wants a dining reservation. He wants to sit down. He wants to have his meal brought to him, a drink served to him, and not have to be in the hustle and bustle of the park. And so it's a nice break for him to be able to know he's going to get a good meal and he gets to like relax for a minute. He's not walking around. He's not having to eat whatever he got on the back of a trash can or fight for a table. And so for me on our family trips, dining reservations are kind of, I wouldn't say non-negotiable, but they're a priority compared to quick service where when it's just me and Sam, we're always doing festival booths. Like, we want to try and eat all the little things and yeah. try as many as possible. Snacks. So, Gotta have the snacks. Yeah. It just depends on on the, the vibe or the type of trip that you're going on. But I don't think there's a right or wrong. But it's definitely a struggle to decide. Because you're like, oh, I would love to try Via Napoli, but it's in the middle of food and wine. How do I decide what right. I'm going to eat? Right. I mean, maybe you'll have to plan that. Well, you said your mom in the dairy. You'll have to figure out a time to go. I'm not sure when, but you'll have to figure out a time to go. We'll get it figured out. I will try it at some point in my life. I love that. Well, let's move on to the shopping opportunities within this pavilion. Now that we've covered all the yummy, yummy foods, let's go shopping. Okay. Um, I love shopping. This um, definitely is a unique spot to shop. There are some specific things that my husband, when we walk through, he wants to go and check out and see what they have. Um, But there is the... Bell Cristallo, which is a crystal, florals, figures, glassware, decorative items type store. Um, And I don't know if I'm saying that right, but there is, um, in addition to that, there is a Venetian mask shop in the back, which is um, the Gemma Elegante. But these shops are kind of like, they all run together. They're like different names, but there's sections within the big building where all these can be found so you can get crystals figures and that but you can also look at these really intricate really cool venetian masks in the back side of where that shop is and then the last spot is going to be separate and it is the um, la potega italiano which is more of your like kitchen Italian kitchen items. The Italian William Sonoma. Yes. Hit it up. <laughs> exactly. In the Italy Pavilion. So there's something really specific that um, I have 
seen with my own eyes but saw on social media recently that people were chatting about but you can go into um, one of these gift shops it's going to be the one on the left hand side um, and you can get like custom cologne or perfume that is like Italian based brands and smells so if you wanted like a bougie gift um, or something that's a little bit outside of your typical um, Disney merchandise you can pick a cologne or perfume and then you can have that bottle etched that's so cute that's like a very I think you if you're on like a honeymoon or um, you're doing like a Disney fairy tale wedding or anniversary if you got your significant other uh, like cologne or perfume and had it etched with the anniversary and date I think that's a really sweet gift that isn't like a plushy Mickey Mouse that can't you get you, to take home. Can't you also do this in France? Oh, maybe you can. I thought this was a France thing. Is it a France thing? I thought it was Italy. Um, I know they have, I do know they have like a perfume counter in Italy. Yeah. But that being uh, said. I'm going to look it up because I, maybe my brain is backwards, but while I look this up, why don't you go into, um, any of the fun facts or things about this pavilion or anything else you'd like to talk about while I look this up. Okay. Um, the one thing I will say in these shops, the one thing that my husband is always wanting to go in and look at is any of the soccer and or Formula One, Ferrari um, type sports merchandise um, or clothing apparel that they have in these stores um, because it is very Italian um, and so that is something whenever we are wandering through he's like oh I want to see what kind of Ferrari stuff they have or um, check out the soccer gear and so that is something that the um, the Italy pavilion itself has that's unique to it kind of like we talked about Helly Hansen with Norway Italy has some of those Italian specific brands that you can find in their merchandise shops Okay, so you can get it done in Italy and France. Okay, awesome. So you were more yeah. than you more than one option. More than one option for sure, and Excellent. that's a spoiler for France. But we'll get there. Yes, I so like I keep giving France spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> we're just waiting and waiting to get to France. We're so eager. We're so eager. So much to talk about when it gets to that. So, gosh. Okay, so we've done the food. We've done the shopping attractions. There's not an attraction in this pavilion. There's not even a meet and greet. Yeah. There's literally nothing. It's except all about for go the make food. go make your Venetian mask, I guess. Yeah. There yeah, you could make a Venetian mask. I don't know that Is that's, that an attraction? Is it a thing to do? Could, yeah, it is a thing to do. You can it's get all about the food, some though. limoncello um, you know, from the little um, I don't know that we mentioned that there are little like wine carts um, or like food truck type looking things to the back where um, they do serve some specialty cocktails. But um, I think there are a couple of fun facts that we did not cross off the list. Should we cover those and then go into our ratings? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so there is a cute little fountain in this pavilion. And the sea god Neptune is actually featured in this fountain. And I don't know if I've ever paid close enough attention to... Well, I guess it is the main figure now that I think about it. I, literally, in my mind, I was thinking about the fountain behind the Cinderella castle. I literally was like, now that I think about it, I don't remember seeing a Neptune. And now I now can visualize the one in Italy. And I'm like, no, it's literally the figure in the fountain itself. 
Yes, he's like spitting water. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, and I also feel like I have seen pictures of something very similar to this in friends' photos from actual Italy or Venice. So, again, kind of like the St. George statue, while it might not be an exact replica, a fountain with Neptune um, might be something very common that you would see in Italy. So, again, with with the details um and then i think the last thing on our fun fact list is that the statues that you'll find that are meant to be representative of that doge's palace if that's how you say it um they're actually just hollow they're not like full marble statues wild they're hollow statues and they have a steel rod that runs through the center to lock them into place and so again with the imagineering just like the um fiberglass marble it's you look at it and you're like man they've done all these crazy statues and this and you're like actually it's like an empty block (laughs) in the middle it's so cool the way they can make things look like they're not i don't know i just that blows my mind and i'm thinking about the fountain as well it's a shame they didn't do like a miniature version of the trevi fountain that would have been really cool yeah that i mean i guess if they are doing venice you're like taking something from a very different region in rome um so i I kind of understand, but I feel like they did that in other pavilions where, like, you're covering multiple locations. and that's Like Norway. Think about Norway. Yeah, Yeah. and that's one of the things that was a little bit surprising to me with how big the Italy pavilion is. There are so many places in Italy that they could have pulled from between Venice, Florence, Tuscany, Amalfi Coast, like... Rome there I mean the possibilities are endless for Italy and we just get Venice so I feel like you know there if there were ever to be an expansion on Italy you could even just include an entirely different region that we don't get to see here Um, but I do love what they've done with it Yes, it is a beautiful pavilion. It's a, like, fill-your-belly pavilion. So fun. Lots to eat. And it's a very, um, I don't know, like a hangout pavilion, I would say. I think people linger here. For sure. Because of the food and the company and... And the space. It's not as hustle and bustle because you have the space, so... I think it's time for us to rate this pavilion. Yeah, I think so. I think before uh, we throw in the rating, the last thing I'll say, I don't know how frequently they come back since the pandemic, but they also used to have like street performers that would come through Italy that I think were also representative of Italian culture. They had mimes, they had um, like jugglers, they would like crawl, they would stack all these chairs and crawl to the top and um, do a bunch of acrobatic type stuff. They used to have storytellers. I have a like a home video um, from when I was little of uh, these storytellers in Italy going through this whole like Italian folklore story. And I hope that Disney will bring stuff like that back in the future. Um, I think that it's unique, but I have not seen very much of that in recent years no i haven't either and maybe that's a post-covid thing and maybe we won't see it come back but honestly not sure at all (laughs) yeah i don't know but let's rate it what what do you give italy on your on your scale your world showcase scale Uh, well i was gonna rate it super high but then i realized it doesn't have any attractions and so i feel like my original rating doesn't 
really match in comparison to how I've been rating the others. I think I'm putting too much of my personal feel into sure. the rating. So I'm going to rate down. Um, and it's, it's still high. I'm still going to give it an eight. But I was originally thinking like a nine. So I'm okay. going to go eight. I, too, was going to give Italy an eight for the same reasons that I did Germany. Everything it does, it does well. It doesn't have an attraction, um, but scenery is beautiful. Food is amazing. You can get good quick service. You can get good table service. You can get good dessert. um, You can get good drinks. And so I feel like all the boxes get checked there. I think now when I think about Italy in comparison to Germany, maybe I would drop Germany to a seven and then Italy would be my eight in terms of like standard um for world showcase as a whole but i i i love italy i don't feel like they're doing very much wrong aside from there's no attraction there agreed i think it's a great pavilion and there's always room for growth right it's our time for our big sky moment where we get to talk about what would we do how would we make it a 10 what would we add to this pavilion um to really round it out and make it just the best okay well um do you have your idea that you want to throw out i have two ideas do you have an idea okay well i'm gonna be completely honest my idea when i read one of yours one was kind of like when i looked up the disney characters from this region i was like okay same same movie Um, But I I love your idea, so I'm just going to piggyback on yours. Okay, all right. So my idea, it comes from Luca. Luca is a Disney animated film based in Italy. It is so cute. It is so fun. It'll make you cry. It's just a fantastic movie that I think is a little underrated. I don't think it got the recognition that it deserved. And so my idea for this pavilion is to do the Portarosa Cup triathlon ride. Because that is the whole point of the movie. They're training for this triathlon. What if it was like a race through like a, the literal triathlon itself and you're in some type of vehicle of sorts that takes you through like, I don't know, well, the vehicle would have to change if it's a triathlon because then you're swimming and then you're biking and then you're some type of something. I don't know. But it takes you through this ride and it's like exciting and fun and vibrant and like high energy. Maybe it's a simulator. I don't know. I, in my mind, when I saw this, obviously I'm thinking like Vespa. I'm thinking could be something along the lines of like Hagrid's. Could be like Hagrid's motorbike adventure, but you turn it into a Vespa and it's Luca through like the streets of Italy. Um, Or gosh, and it's a roller coaster. Yes, yes. Or it could be something like um, Flight of Passage where you mount and you have a screen and it's like you're riding and the vehicle that you're on could take you underwater and turn you into a sea monster and take you above water and you could ride all through the streets, something along those lines. But I think Luca is a great film to have in this pavilion because it is very clearly Italian. Very clear. Like Silencio Bruno. It's so, it's so Italian. Yes. I love it. That was immediately my idea. My second idea is very niche. Um, I love the Lizzie McGuire movie, which is obviously based in Rome, Italy, when Lizzie goes over there. If you haven't seen Lizzie McGuire movie, then literally stop this podcast and go watch it because I don't think that I could be friends with you unless you have seen this movie. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, I I think that this is like a very Iconic. important part of Disney fandom and knowledge. If you haven't seen the Lizzie McGuire movie, then you haven't completed the repertoire of like all Disney movies you must see um, to be a true fan. Absolutely. So my idea <laughs> is a Sing to Me Palo type of um, American Idol experience because that mm. was what used to be in Hollywood Studios before. Yep. Um, we had the Frozen sing-along, and I want it to be some type of, like, singing competition. Okay, fun. I don't know how that would work, but in my mind, I'm like, it has to be, like, a Sing to Me Paulo moment from Liz McGuire movie. Mic drop, that's it. Okay, I have another piggyback idea off of that. We Please get this expand. beautiful stage in the center of Italy, and I was just talking about bringing back storytellers and live performers, and I think we need to have, uh, like, once a night, there's a Lizzie McGuire concert. Uh, and yes, please. And they come out. It's Isabella. It's Lizzie. It's Paulo. And it's, like, the retelling of the Lizzie McGuire movie. It's like the uh, Beauty and the Beast show. Right. But it's the Lizzie McGuire movie. And every night you get, this is what dreams are made of. <laughs> like, I think, but, oh, they could sing it in Italian to really bring home amazing. the um, the culture. Amazing. So Nick, the um, the New Year's Eve DJ in yes. the center, and it's now the Lizzie McGuire. Oh, genius! Dancing Why haven't and singing party, yet? and I think it's fantastic. Sign me up as Isabella or Lizzie. I would uh, love to wear the original costumes from that movie. Um, I love when people do these costumes for not so scary Halloween party. I see it all the time, but I don't care. I'm like, keep doing it, girls, because it's so good. Yeah, and I'll be whichever one you're not. Okay, Just perfect. Tell me. Perfect. We'll, we'll That's it. it. Okay, great. That's my ideas for the Italy Pavilion. I think it would give it, make it into a 12 out of 10. Absolutely. I think it would be the hotspot of all of World Showcase. Okay. We've gone through Italy, and we've gone through a lot of countries so far, and we've got to keep going on our journey. And where are we headed next week? Well, we're heading home, girl. Mm, yeah, yeehaw. Yeehaw, we're heading to the Great American Adventure. Yeehaw, we're going to talk all about America. Yes, we are. We're talking about um, something that uh, is near and dear to our hearts, but um, we'll talk more about it on that episode. But it is now officially Courtney's home country. Ah, yes, the news. I am officially a American citizen. I'm technically now a dual citizen of the United Kingdom and the United States of America. It has been a long, long journey, and we'll get into that next week in our episode about America. But for now, we've got to stay in Italy. We've got to, we've got to talk about um, just how great this pavilion is. We love it. We are ready to eat. And is there anything else that you want to say about this pavilion before we head out? I don't think so. I think that I love what they're doing, and I hope they keep doing it. Maybe we will get those fun additions down the road, um, but I'm a big fan of Italy. If you guys are wanting to see these World Showcase pavilions in person or visit the countries that they are inspired by, you can certainly start planning your perfect Disney vacation with us at the Castle Chat through Magic by Kate. 
we have been able to create our own travel advisor business through Kelly's Magical Vacations, now KMV Travel, and we would love to be able to help you, our listeners, create your perfect Disney adventure. For more information or to start planning, you can go to the link in our bio or find the Magic by Kate page on Instagram. Well, guys, thanks so much for spending time with us today on this episode of the Castle Chat. But for now, we'll leave you with what we always leave you with, which is there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you. Go make it magical. See you real soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.